I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Canty, Canty, Canty. What are we going to do with you? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shade Cornette, Chad Brown, filling in for the guys here. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You want to join the conversation? It's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Big news of the day, yesterday as well, was the fact that Saquon Barkley and a bunch of other notable running backs could not come to uh, an agreement on a long-term deal before the deadline yesterday. It was at 4 o'clock Eastern. And so now... Saquon Barkley and, of course, these other high-profile running backs either need to sign um, the tag, the franchise tag, which pays them just under $11 million a year, and or uh, they're going to have to sit out and wait until the end of next season to go ahead and debate and find a way to get to a long-term deal. It, it's all quite head-scratching. Joining us to kind of weigh in on this and also just say hi, Brandon Jacobs, former New York Giants running back, two-time Super Bowl champion. Thanks so much for being with us. Let's start right there with the Saquon Barkley situation. Should he play this season uh, for the yeah. Giants? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Thanks for having me, uh, number one. I appreciate you guys always. Uh, yeah, sticky situation with Saquon. Uh, he's uh, a, a really pivotal piece to the New York Giants football team, and and, and the, the guy wants what he wants. He, he wants what he what he feels he's you know he's worth, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just a shame though that that we go through the most punishment. We go through the most punishment as running backs, which I think that's part of the reason why we won't ever get what we're due. You know, but I can tell you this right now, the New York Giants will fill the void. They will they will will feel the miss you know, Saquon not being in the game. They will they will definitely feel it. Um I can't say the same for the other guys out there. The the, the other guys out there were released from their team and they didn't want to be you know, they didn't want to pay them. Saquon on the is wanted. He is wanted. He, they just not offering him what he thinks he's worth. So the New York Giants know they need him, and and, and they will most definitely, you know, feel you know his, his absence. There's no question about it. Hey, Brandon, uh, Chad Brown here. It's a dude who tackled you from time to time. Um, I you certainly are. tried to bring as much <laughs> thump to you as I could, but you did your thumping back. But there is a price to pay for that. When you are as pivotal in a team's offense like Saquon Barkley is for the New York Giants, Derrick Henry with the Tennessee Titans, uh, Josh Jacob with the Raiders, and you carry as much of the load as you guys do, yet you are compensated so poorly relative to other positions versus the physical wear and tear in your body, uh, it just strikes me as incredibly unfair that NFL running backs find themselves in this spot. Yeah, I mean, because we're not respected. You know, you feel like, you feel like you can go out there and, and, and find your undrafted free agent to come in and do what what you do. Newsflash, not Mr. Barkley, and I know for sure not Mr. Henry and Jacobs as well. So um, I, I just I just don't think these guys can be, you know, more so Saquon. I just don't think these guys can be replaced that simple. And and, and I think these teams are making big time mistakes, or but not, you know. I guess I, I don't know how much money the New York Giants have have all they're under all over the salary cap. You know, I know they gave Jane, I know they paid Daniel Jones and I know they paid uh you know Dexter Lawrence. Um 
you know, I, I, I know that. I'm not sure what's left in the bank account. I'm not sure what's there. I'm not sure what's the penalty for going over the salary cap. I'm not sure about any of that. I just know Saquon Barkley right now, I think he, the, what they offer him is a top five running back salary. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's more than that. I think he's definitely more. He's better than than. I think he's the best back in the league. Um, so I think that's what he should be paid at. You know, I know the Giants. I know the organization. I know Mr. Mayor, Mr. Fish, all those guys over there. They're great people. You know, and they're gonna continue to run their franchise the way they do. Um, but you know, in this case for Saquon, the guys is a, is a critical piece of the team, and you know, no one, nobody can tell him different. The Giants can't tell him different. None of these fans can tell him any different. You know, the biggest people out there saying, oh, my God, 13, 12 million, whatever it is, I could retire with that. No, you can't. Because this is what he's getting, you know, in the earlier part of his life. And he's still got a, such a long time to live. You know, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's people that work for, 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 for 40, 50, 60 years, and they can end up making that type of money, but they just got to spend money as they make it. So it's not the same. You know, this guy's making his money at the beginning of his career, you know, of his career. They got to make it last. It's really no difference than anybody else that go to work. You know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's just the way it goes. So people only, they only see that top number. They don't take taxes into, you know, they don't take taxes into consideration. They just want to run their mouths about what people are ungrateful about. And I, and I hate it. It's, it's terrible. It, it really drives me crazy that, that these people sitting on here talking about how ungrateful Saquon is and the rest of these guys when they have no damn clue what they go through. They have nothing, but they're quick to sit in front of the TV and wave their hands and, and throw up their pom-poms and cheer for these guys. They're quick to do that, you know, but not actually know what they go through. And, and, and it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's just a bad thing, man. And I, and football is going to a place where they, they just need to get rid of the running back if they're not going to value him. Show everybody that you don't need them. Show people you don't need them. Add a six lineman. Add whatever else you want. Take the runner back off, and, and, and let's see how things happen. Okay, let's stay in that same vein. Again, talking to Brandon Jacobs, former New York Giants running back, two-time Super Bowl champion, someone who obviously knows very much about the exact situation that's going on with that position and, of course, also with the New York football Giants. Like, that's a reality, Brandon. Like, it's been thrown out there. At least I haven't heard out of Saquon's mouth, but at least it's been thrown out there, the fact that maybe he sits for the first game of the regular season. Maybe he sits for a playoff game to actually prove that exact point. Like, if you don't think you need a running back position, if you're not going to value it, we'll show you how valuable it actually is. Is that what it's going to take? I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a guy like Saquon to sit out. And we know, I know, I love Daniel Jones. I love the New York Giants. But Dan, that Saquon Barkley takes so much pressure off of Daniel Jones is not even funny. You know, it's not even funny. The guy almost had, you know, he had 1,700, 1,800 yards of total offense last year. That's, that's huge. That's huge. That's a lot of production coming from one guy that's a lot of you know a lot of production so i mean they're going to see you know you know what they're missing and i think they know it i don't think he's trying to prove that to the giants and i don't think the giants uh have said that you know you're not worth that much i think they are i just don't know you know where they are and i think their top number with with uh with saquon is a bad i just think he want more of his contract to be guaranteed and i'm not just I'm, and I, I'm not sure they're they're in a you know situation to be able to do that. In the end, I understand clearly where the running backs are are coming from, but I also understand the fact where the front office is coming from. The running back position, because of the shorter shelf life, 
the way the contracts are structured, you come in with your rookie deal, you get that big deal, typically your second or your third deal. By that time, a lot of running backs who have a high carry frequency are, are frankly used up. What's the solution to this issue? Well, I don't think, Chad, I don't really think there's a solution to it because the game is going to continue to go the way it goes. Uh, and, I, and, and I was talking about it on Twitter earlier. You know, guys that come in, you know, they got their first three years on their rookie deal. Right, teams are paying that. You know, they're gonna pay the first three years on your, on your rookie deal. I was saying that running backs are done when it comes down to the age of twenty four. So it's just, let's say you get drafted at twenty two, or you got the first three years, maybe four years of your rookie deal. You know that that should that give you three 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 years to maximize on your on, on like like on your dollar. They give you three years to be able to do that. And guys want to go and get as much as they can, regardless if they'll be done at 28 or 29. You know, at the end of the contract, they'll be done, and they they choose to bring them back, or you know, if they want to or not. But I think guys got the right to maximize their you know their financial opportunity when the time comes. Brandon, we really appreciate you taking the time. It's you know a, a, a weird time it feels like for running backs right now, but hopefully all this gets sorted out one way or another over the next couple of weeks and months. Thank you, Brandon. No problem. Thank you. Brandon Jacobs, former New York Giants running back, two-time Super Bowl champion, joining us here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And he's right. You know, like, I mean, obviously he's right. He's been through it. But it is just – it's just unfortunate for that position. And, uh, you know, it's not stubbornness when he says, like, okay, then do away with it. What are you going to do? You're going to add another lineman? You're going to add another wideout? What are you going to do then? You're going to take away the running back position and what? Uh, Then what? going to be like the fullback position where like some teams use it some don't you have to find a way for it to be valued yeah the running back is never going to be eliminated from the nfl but you know if my son starts playing you know my son's grown up if i had a you know a fictional other son and he was 12 years old and was like dad i want to play running back i think there's a lot of parents who are having that conversation with no you you don't and here's the situation if you were ever to be good enough to make it to the nfl this is where they value tight ends. This is where they value receivers and this is where they value running backs. Um, at some point, there's going to be a smaller and smaller pool of guys available who are willing to endure that punishment for the very little guaranteed money these teams are willing to offer those positions. Interesting. Um, all right, let's switch gears here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Chad Brown, Shay Cornett here with you and go back to the quarterback position um, because Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears quarterback, actually named himself one of the top five running quarterbacks in the NFL in all of history. Like, not today's NFL, all of history of NFL. Fields was asked on the All Things Covered podcast to offer his thoughts on the best running quarterbacks ever to play the game, and Fields said that he has done enough to earn recognition. He said, quote, I'm definitely in the top five. That's what Justin Fields said. So who are Fields' other four? He named Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, and Steve Young. Okay, among the notable names absent from Fields' list are Randall Cunningham, uh, Fran Tarkenton and Steve McNair. What do you think about this, Chad? What do you think about uh, my quarterback being all confident in himself? Every player should be confident in their abilities. Whether they should say that publicly is a different matter in itself. Justin Fields, you've got a lot of improvement to do. Now is not the time to be putting yourself on any list, pantheon, Mount Rushmore of the all-time greats. It's just not 
your answer should be to every question. You know, I got a lot of work to do. I'm looking forward to this season. I'm looking forward to taking Chicago Bears to the next level. You should be as cliche as they possibly come. You don't, you, there's not a lot in your resume to actually brag about. Um, and, you know, he left some great players off the list, as you just noted. Um, you know, even my former CU and Pittsburgh Steelers teammate, Cordell Stewart, uh, was so, such a good, talented runner with the ball in his hand. They put him in the game and played him at wide receiver, and he caught touchdown bombs. So there's been a number of tremendous athletes who played the quarterback position before. Uh, when we talked about our quarterbacks who could possibly move their team to division winner, we didn't mention Anthony Richardson, who could possibly be starting this year for the Indianapolis Colts, who apparently is one of the greatest all-time athletes ever to you know lace him up at the quarterback position. So there's lots of guys in this conversation, but for Justin Fields, have a winning record first before you start putting yourself on any all-time list all right fair um i like this though i like the confidence from him and i, I and there's numbers to back it up justin fields this past season 7.1 yards per carry 7.1 yards per carry 76.2 rush yards per game the last player at any position to match that efficiency and volume in a season was i don't even know if i'm saying this right beady feathers in 1934 Am I saying that okay. name right? I don't even know. The old so, Beanie Feathers, absolutely. The old good old Beanie, Beanie, Beanie Feathers. <laughs> so I will tell, and that thank you to Hembo for that nugget because I will tell you, I will tell you, it feels like a far fetched thing, and of course, of course, the quarterbacks that he named on his list and the ones he left off. Yeah, we all have certain feelings, but he is doing something that no other quarterback or anyone at any position, as I just pointed out, has done. And while he hasn't had a winning season, he also hasn't had consistency at the head coaching position. He's had virtually no help around him, and so he's had to put the entire offense on his back. Maybe that provides an asterisk. But as a Bears fan, I actually love the confidence from this quarterback and thinking that he is doing something not only for the position, but for the entire NFL in its history. Russell Wilson is third on the list of all-time rushing quarterbacks, but no one would put him on their top five of NFL rushing quarterbacks. So there's more to it than true. just the You're statistical right. end of things. You're right. That is true. Um, and, that, and that's always the case, right? The scenario, the time frame, the actual numbers, who you're matched up against, how many postseason games you play. Like, there's all these things. But um, I will say for Justin Fields, I do, I do feel like this is what the Bears need. And now he's got a little bit of help around him. You know, now he's got DJ Moore there. And he's got, you know, they, what they seem to like in terms of a backfield with their, with their running back selection. So their, their offensive line is supposed to be better. Hey, I hope that this all works out. But I do like the confidence from Justin Fields. Coming off being the worst team in the NFL last year, coming off having a losing record, to say something like this takes a lot of – a gusto, if you will. A lot of gusto from a quarterback. Also okay, a Chad, right, Chad? From reality. A little disconnect from the reality. Tell me how you really feel, Chad. It's okay. I'm singing like rainbows and butterflies. You can tell me how you really feel. A disconnection from reality is fair. Yeah, again, you know, uh, do it on the field. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Um, and it's much easier, and your conversation is going to be far better received when you have that conversation once you've actually achieved something like a winning record, like a playoff victory. Once you've gotten there, then, yeah, we're all open to that conversation. But at this point, young fella, you've got a lot of improvement to do. Keep your head down and focus on that. So what do you think success does look like for Justin Fields this upcoming season? Is it a playoff game? Is it a winning record? Both? What do you think actually defines success for that quarterback? Because, look, let's be honest. I'm from Chicago. There's been a lot of people that are unsure about this about this player. Like that, that said, maybe you should trade that pick and go get a quarterback. Like, I, there's not certainty that he is the guy in Chicago yet. 
I would agree with those folks who are on the fence. Again, now I only had him week one, and the the downpour made that very difficult to evaluate his game. And of course, Trey Lance started that game for the 49ers. Yeah. Neither one of those quarterbacks looked like they were actual NFL quarterbacks. And even once the rain stopped in that game, there were basic throws like screen passes and flare passes to backs and slant routes to wide receivers that neither one of those guys could connect with. Now, I think Justin, because of his experience under center, uh, more than Trey Lance, has moved further ahead than where Trey Lance is. But Justin Fields, in my mind, has yet to prove himself as a consistent, steady enough passer. So for this year, playoffs, I think that's a further down the road discussion. Let's see if you can turn the Bears into a winning team for this year. That's the goal for this year. Have some consistency. Since you saw Trey Lance, I do want to ask a question about him because it feels like now – not only did Jimmy Garoppolo take over for him when he was injured, and then we all wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to stay. Well, then when Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, Brock Purdy comes in, and now it seems Brock Purdy is going to be the starter. What What are they doing with Trey Lance? You gave up all this draft capital. What do you do with a talent like that? If, if It doesn't seem like there's really a trade market for him. No, there's nothing. There's no value there from a trade market because he's got no experience on the field. There's no way to know what this guy will, will, will bring. He got injured so, so early uh, last season. I... Obviously, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers suffered during that playoff game because of lack of ability at the quarterback position. So considering how injury-plagued they've been at that position, Trey Lance, they've got to keep him and hopefully find a way to get him to move his game forward. I I expect him to see a lot of action this preseason, uh, depending on where Brock Purdy's elbow is as far as that recovery goes. So we'll get a chance to see where Trey Lance is. Kyle will get a chance to see that and how they can use him as a backup quarterback in this offense because the offense is going to clearly look different if it's Brock Purdy under center versus Trey Lance being under center. Interesting situation, but one I don't think many franchises could have overcome, like the 49ers. I mean, it goes to show smart and how deep they were, but my goodness, you give up that much draft capital to go get a quarterback that has barely seen the field, I don't think there's many franchises that could overcome it and continue to have the success that the Niners have had in years past. All right, we're going to take a timeout uh, here on Canty and Carlin. Should the Angels keep Shohei Otani? It feels like a question we just keep on asking. I've never seen something like this, where you've got a team who's got two of the best players in the entire sport continue to lose so now what do you do with a superstar and a talent like Shohei Otani can they afford not to trade him we'll get into that after this word from Indeed if you're finding yourself needing to find your next great hire then you need Indeed their hiring solution makes it simple to attract interview and hire candidates all in one place to sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on indeed meet your job description you can you can conveniently schedule and conduct virtual video interviews right from the indeed hiring dashboard visit indeed.com slash credit and earn up to five hundred dollars in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews terms and conditions do apply passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. That's another big-time blast. Once again, it's showtime. The Angels are in the same stance they've been for, you know, a long time. If you want an offer, you want to make an offer for Otani, they'll listen. The Dodgers are always, always there. They're saving all their money for Otani, either as in a trade or as a free agent. A team like Texas has a very, very deep farm system. But I'm definitely interested in improving our, our uh, chances as we move forward here in this final push. Gonna let you go. What a good song. Oh, yeah. What are they going to do with Otani? Is he really going to just stay in California and move on over to the Dodgers? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shea Cornette, Chad Brown here with you. You could join the CC call on line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. As always, Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Jesse Rogers, ESPN, Major League Baseball reporter, joining us now here on Canty and Carlin. Jesse, so happy to talk to you, buddy. Uh, what the heck do the Angels do with Shohei Otani? Can they afford not to trade him? How do they have yeah. this special talent on the roster and yet they continue to stink? Well, it's a reminder that this is a sport unlike baseball. I'm sorry, unlike uh, basketball or a few others that one person can make the difference. A great quarterback, right? A great uh, point guard or center in basketball. Not so much in baseball. You need more than one player. But he's worth two players, so he still has tons of value. Um, it just might not be on the Angels moving forward. And so I expect them to be traded. I think the Angels are going to go backwards as much as, uh, as they have already without Mike Trout in the lineup. Um, it may happen at the last minute. It might happen the day before. I think it's going to happen late. Um, and they'll be saying the right things up until the, the, the day they trade him. So... I think he will be moved. Now, where he goes, we can talk about 20 minutes on that because there's a lot of suitors, both uh, teams that could sign him long-term and those that only going to use him for two months because they can't afford him long-term. 
Yeah, Jesse, let's dive into those those teams. I just looked at an article here where 13 teams were listed. Um, so not exactly narrowing that down, but if you had to narrow down maybe the, the top three teams, teams that could realistically make a trade for him, who would you say that would be? Yeah, I think it's a combination of what I said. Teams that want him long-term and can afford him, and they're willing to give up the prospects because they know they'll, they'll have him more than two months. But on the other side of that is the teams that could never afford them but could use them for two months and have a talent like that for a World Series run. So Tampa Bay would be near the top of the list. Okay, we know they can't sign them, but, and we know they would never have a talent like that for long, and this is a perfect scenario. Get them for two months. They're deep enough in the farm system. They have World Series aspirations. So I'd put Tampa Bay up there. I'd put San Francisco up there, not because of this year, because they, they might get a leg up on him in signing him long-term. Like, I think San Francisco would be behind the Dodgers and maybe Seattle if it was just a wide-open market, but maybe you bring him in early and you woo him for two months and you get a chance to re-sign him. The Dodgers certainly would have to be in the mix. And then I would include the Yankees. They're desperate for a left-handed bat and a pitcher, and I don't think he's going to end up on the East Coast long-term. So another chance at a two-month rental the problem is Yankees' farm system would probably be depleted after that, but if you win a World Series, it's worth it. So those are the type of teams, both short-term and long-term, um, that, I, that I could see being interested in him. Interesting. This is Jesse Rogers talking to us here in Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio. He's our ESPN MLB reporter. Um, other names that you think, Jess, we could see maybe move before the trade deadline. Any big ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think Cody Bellinger, I'm in Wrigley Field right now, um, Left-handed power, and he's, he's found his stroke again after a couple of years. Left-handed power is just so valuable for teams down the stretch. Toronto can use a lefty. Like I said, the Yankees, I mean, Brian Cashman should be sending Jed Hoyer, the, the president of the Cubs, uh, gift baskets daily because they're desperate for a lefty. If it's not going to be Otani, they should go after Bellinger. Brian Cashman's been on the search for left-handed hitting for three years, and this is a legit one. He's having a great year. Um, Lucas Giolito on the south side of Chicago definitely going to be on the move. Jordan Montgomery of the Cardinals, they're having an underachieving season. He's going to be on the move. Um, there's a lot of Central Division teams that have underachieved, and, 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 and uh, uh, they're going to get picked apart here and there, right, from, from the contenders. Um, the AL East is going to be a you know, fierce battle at the trade deadline as much as they are down the stretch. Boston could use some help. So uh, I think the, the AL and NL Central teams are going to get picked apart here at the deadline. And I just gave you a few names. I think the Nats have a third baseman in Jamer Candelario that's going to go. But the bigger names are Bellinger, Lucas Giolito. Um, you know, there's not a ton of closers on the market. Some years there are and some years there aren't. We saw Araldis Chapman move. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what Texas does after bringing him in. Um, they could be in the Otani sweepstakes. I shouldn't rule them out either. They spent a ton of money. I don't think they'd mind keeping him for a couple months. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, second in the NL Central. Can they keep up what they've been doing this season? You know, I think they can keep up, but I don't think they're going to win the division. They're just a year ahead of time, and it's tough to be sort of led by rookies other than Joey Votto for, for a full 162 and make the postseason. Hey, you know how sports go, though. You can be young and dumb enough that you just do it. But Milwaukee's got the pitching. Cincinnati doesn't. I'll take the team with the pitching over the team with the hitting. Having said that, it's a great story. They'll probably trade for a pitcher. I think they'll end up coming up short. You saw Milwaukee sort of um, 
uh, you know, show their muscle before and after the All-Star break against the Reds and sweeping them. So I, I do think the Reds are, are good, and they're going to be good in the future. I just don't know if they can um, hang in there. I think Milwaukee probably wins the division by, you know, five, six games in the end, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a sure bet with Milwaukee considering the ups yeah. and downs that we've seen from the Reds. But I'll say they, I know you just, you know, I'm a Cubs fan, but watching these Reds and they keep calling dudes up and they keep, I mean, you got a guy in Ellie stealing first, second, and third. I'm like, what is going on there in Cincinnati? Jesse, so good to talk to you. I was going to ask if that was the sounds of Wrigley Field. Enjoy the game tonight against the Nats. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Anytime. Be well. See you later. That's Jesse Rogers, our uh, ESPN Major League Baseball reporter, joining us here on Canteen Carlet on ESPN Radio. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a turn here and go to the NFL in a moment. Um, However, I just want to stay here for a second, Chad. Interesting with Otani. So so Jesse does say that he thinks he's going to be traded. And... It, it, it sometimes it's hard to make big baseball news. We know this because it's such a regionalized sport. This would be huge. Doesn't matter what teams he joins, it instantly becomes the I think one of the top contenders in Major League Baseball. If he goes to a team like the Yankees, you and I were talking about in the break, a short term rental. The Yankees they they add they add Shohei Otani to that roster when they need pitching and they need a left handed bat. Look out for the Yankees. That mm-hmm. could be an interesting thing to watch here in Major League Baseball. And what a splash and what that would do for the sport would be huge. Massive, massive. And, you know, what it's going to do for Otani long term if he gets with a team that's willing to meet his salary demands. What, a half a million bucks? $600 million? Uh, maybe the richest contract in all of uh, professional yeah. sports. Good for him. And He's it can reset it. the market. That's right. Yes. We, no one's doing it uh, with pitching and hitting the way he is. It's crazy. All right, as I mentioned, back to the NFL. Execs, coaches, scouts, they rank the NFL's top 10 wide receivers for 2023. Can a wide receiver, though, ever win an MVP? We'll debate it next. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. We're doing our best to keep it going up. Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shea Cornette, Chad Brown here filling in for the dudes. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, okay, so according to our Jeremy Fowler, 
Love Jeremy. Execs, coaches, scouts, they all ranked the NFL's top 10 wide receivers for 2023, Chad. Um, I'm going to quickly run through the list. I'll go 10 to 1 for you here, and then I'll repeat the top five. 10 to 1. CeeDee Lamb at 10, obviously the Cowboys. Terry McLaurin, Washington Commanders at number 9. DK Metcalf, the Seattle Seahawks at number 8. A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles at 7. Stephon Diggs for the Buffalo Bills at 6. So he's on the outside of the top 5 looking in. At number 5, Cooper Cup of the Rams. At number 4, Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. Number 3, Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Devontae Adams of the Raiders at 2. And then Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings at 1. Again, that's according to execs, coaches, and scouts. Ranking the top. 10 NFL wide receivers. Again, five was Cooper Cup, four Tyreek Hale, three Jamar Chase, two Devontae Adams, one Justin Jefferson. What jumps out to you? Uh, I think the top six is quite accurate. Uh, maybe you could quibble about Diggs, uh, maybe move him a little bit higher, but seven, eight, nine, and 10. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and C.D. Lamb. I think that can be mixed up in a lot of different ways if you if you you know had some a dog in that particular fight, but the top five and six, yeah, I feel really good about those. Cooper Cup, obviously incredibly productive when he's healthy. Tyreek Hill is the receiver that I think that scares defensive coordinators the most because of his speed. Jamar Chase, the connection with, between him and Joe Burrow is maybe the best connection in the league. Uh, Devontae Adams certainly has the experience over Jordan, uh, Justin Jefferson, but Justin Jefferson's athleticism, uh, drive, hunger, passion, all that, I think makes me feel comfortable having him number one. So it, this list, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm certainly victim of this constantly, is recency bias. Like, I look at this and I'm like, Cooper Cup at five over Stefan Diggs? Get out of here with that. But you're right. He is incredibly productive when he's healthy. And obviously, when the Rams went on a Super Bowl run, he was, didn't he win the Triple Crown? I mean, I mean he he's... He's remarkable. But I just feel like after what we saw last year from the Rams, it's hard for me to consider him a top five wide receiver right now where I think Stefan Diggs would instantly move up that list. I actually would move up A.J. Brown, too. Um, and Over I think Cooper Cup? I, and same with Devontae Adams. Like, yes, he's a very good receiver. But again, recency bias for me would move him down, move Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, and Stefan Diggs above him as well. Okay. When I left the Pittsburgh Steelers... I left as a, the number one free agent. I was all pro. I was a pro bowler. I was some people's defensive player of the year. My Seattle Seahawks played the Pittsburgh Steelers the next year. Steeler fans yelled at me that I sucked. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't suck. I'm the same dude. I'm wearing a different jersey right now, but I'm exactly the same player who was some people's defensive player of the year last year. I led this team in sacks. I was all pro. I was pro bowler. I, that's So Devontae Adams is still a either number one or number two receiver in this league, despite the you know, not-so-great coaching from Josh McDaniels, not-so-great quarterback play from Derek Carr. Cooper Cup, when healthy, is a top-five NFL receiver. Uh, so I feel very comfortable with Devontae and Cooper's rankings on this list because it's not recency bias. This is just this is where these guys rank as far as the skill sets that they bring. Yeah. Other pieces of the puzzle, because the receiver is a dependent position, can change things a little bit as far as how many touchdowns or receiving yards, whatever the case may be. But the players themselves, those guys are both top five. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, and Steelers fans, you did it. You got to him. He still, <laughs> you still remembers it. You hurt you my did, feelings. Yeah. You, you accomplished what you set out to do in that game. You really got under his skin. Um, and, and you mentioned it. But in terms of the quarterbacks, how much do they impact where these receivers fall on this list? Because, like, let's be clear. Like, Justin Jefferson is is number one because, yes, of his ability. But I do wonder if he had a different quarterback, if he would be, like, a sure bet number one or if that would be taken away a little bit because that, you know, maybe a, bet, a quote-unquote better quarterback would spread the wealth a little bit. I don't know. And this is the kind of conversations I think that come with receivers because they are, again, such a dependent position. You can be a great receiver and have a, you know, a upper half, upper third quarterback, but if the offense line is having you know, a tremendous run of issues, chances are that connection is not going to work because the timing's not going to be there. The quarterback's going to have his eyes down on the rush. He's not going to be able to step into throws. So this is why I, the going back to the running back conversation, this is why I see these sudden spike in receiver salaries being somehow so ridiculous because they're dependent on, on so many things to actually be successful versus the running back who just just give me a little daylight and my skill set will take over. Yeah. Um, so, man, I, I, I to answer your question specifically about the connection between Justin Jefferson and, and uh, gosh, Minnesota's quarterback. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, there we go. Um, would he be a different ranked guy if he was playing with um, in New York with Aaron Rodgers. Sure. He would still, he, I think he would still be number one. Uh, where would he be if he were in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts? Ah, that's a little different now. Uh, maybe he's not number one because they're a little bit more ground-based. A.J. Brown is there because of his physical skill set. He's a running back playing the receiver position. I'm not sure if Justin Jefferson would function as well in that Eagles offense as well as A.J. Brown does. So there's also fit that's part of the receiver conversation that's not necessarily there for all the other positions. All right. Just to take this one step further, we only have a minute to go here. But do you think a wide receiver could ever win an MVP? The last one to receive a vote was Randy Moss, and I think it was 98 that that was. So it's been a while. It's no, I, I don't think so. I can see a running back winning it before I can see a receiver because typically if there's receivers having a great year, then that quarterback is having a great year and that quarterback is going to garner the attention ahead of the receiver. Yeah, I have a difficult time seeing any of these guys winning the MVP over their quarterbacks who would win it ahead of them. And it's interesting because the last running back we talked about with Jonathan Taylor, he had that four-touchdown game, five touchdowns, whatever it was, and then he was in the mix in terms of the the MVP conversation. That was a lot more recent, obviously, than the Randy Moss discussion about wide receivers. So yet yet they're not valued. I I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Speaking of the Jets, coming up, their head coach feels no pressure heading into the season. We'll discuss. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.